Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome, everyone, to part two of our 2022 retrospective. This time, we talk about the games we covered from September to December and all of the games we covered in our Spotlight episodes. It turns out that there were a fair number of them. But before we get to all of that, here is what you can expect after the episode in our call to action. It's just me today, so there's not really any fun banter after the episode. But please join me anyway, and you can hear about new things that are coming in 2023. I will have our patron thank yous. And I'm going to have some information on how you can help Ryan out because life is just being really unfair to world's favorite optimist right now. Until then, enjoy the episode. Last time on Character Creation Cast, Amelia and I were in the middle of reminiscing about everything we released in 2022. We made it all the way through August. We're picking up right where we left off last time. Enjoy. September, we were excited about the Rings of Power mm-hmm. premiering. Um, and we decided to have Steph Midlock and James Pearson, two lovely friends, mm-hmm. um, just like just delightful people. I love them so much. <laughs> um, uh, on to talk about the One Ring, mm-hmm. um, a Lord of the Rings role playing game, second edition. Is it? Yeah, no, it's right wild. Now. I did not know that as well. Um, no? But yeah, it was the One Ring second edition. The first edition covered a different area of the world. Oh, okay. And then the second edition came in and said, we're covering this area instead, and here's some updated rules. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was it was wild. Uh, first of all, finding out that there was a first edition with, like, dozens of supplements, and yeah. all the first edition stuff is compatible with second edition. Did we talk about that in the episode? We did. Oh. I think this was during... It was. If it came out in September, then it would have been during my yep. my ECT period. So um, even with with Nova, like I know I was kind of nervous about uh, covering that one mm-hmm. um, because I was sort of in the middle of my my mental health crisis, mm-hmm. um, and so my brain was like not all there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been fun sort of rediscovering some of the stuff yeah. that I just like did not remember. Um, we had a lot of fun with that. Um, and it's mm-hmm. it's just, first of all, it's a gorgeous book. So good. Um, it is a very interesting system. Yep. Um, and I've I've heard nothing but good things from people who have played it. Yeah. Um, that it very much has a focus on, like, the storytelling and mm-hmm. um, the sort of, like, chapters of the game. Yeah. Um, I made a man of free. His name was Knob Heathertoes. Knob Heathertoes, yep. Um. I do love that this book gives you some naming ideas. Mm-hmm. And um, poor Nob, he did not really want to go adventuring. He no. lived with his parents. 
Um, Take and worked he was, at like an inn or something. Yeah, with his parents. they they owned an inn, um, and he kind of just worked there. He was pretty happy, just yeah. like so was in the town know, of Bree. Yep, hanging out. Just yeah, doing and his then, thing. Of course, uh, I I I played Laurelin, an elf of Linden, uh, a warden, actually. Um, and and Laurelin's whole deal was like, I am learning about the shadow, the the capital S shadow. Yeah. of this world and there's stuff coming because uh, this takes place like 30 years before the events of the Lord of the Rings. Right. Uh, before yeah. the rain gets before the know, war of the ring. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Uh, so like we know stuff is coming and like I'm seeing the signs of all this stuff coming um, and at one point I run into Gandalf like the Gandalf. Right. I do. Yeah. Have we do a buddy mind. cop uh, sort of uh, excursion. And I would watch that. Hey, Amazon, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> get me, get me uh, a Gandalf buddy cop. Uh huh. Gandalf Film, and please. the Warden, uh, yeah. buddy cop uh, comedy. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Just Dennis, as Tolkien intended. Yeah. <laughs> and and then Gandalf became a patron. Like he yes. he said he. Pulled all of us together and he said, I'll, I'll, I'll get you uh, what I need you. We'll meet in Bree and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's like, look, we're on season four. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have the time personally to be on the cast anymore. So uh-huh. I'm going to bring all of you together and you can do your little fellowship thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So so we got brought together and um, I forgot exactly what we were uh, supposed to be doing. I think we talked about it during the episodes, but uh, it yeah. was just such a delightful time with Steph and James uh, creating mm-hmm. this group and and, yeah. and everything. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, James regularly runs it for their their group. So yep. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. It was so much fun. Hundred percent. So October, spooky we month? decided to once again go uh, into our spooky mode. Yeah. Um, and we had my friend Justin Jess come mm-hmm. on to discuss uh, Delta Green, yes, which is based on the the Call of Cthulhu games. It has that similar yes. um, system, uh, but like a little bit neater, a little bit cleaner, um, yeah, and and sort of some like very interesting changes yes um, um rather than something like call of cthulhu where you go in and you're just like a nobody doing whatever right um this one you are you do have some kind of talent you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. um but the the general goal is to sort of keep all of the supernatural stuff on the down low i know yeah it's, it's, it's a very investigative heavy it's effectively like the x-files only ramped up right right um and, and like the the whole concept of the game is fascinating, like keeping the the Cthulian horrors away from the mm-hmm. masses, and and you're playing effectively regular people, kind of that signed up for this, in a right. way. Um, so they are people with some kind of talent that mm-hmm. Delta Green would want. Um, and you know, it's like in my case, I was a librarian, but I specialized in sort of like secret, yes, government documents. Um, you were a, a newscaster. Yeah, I was a TV <laughs> news anchor. Mm-hmm. Uh, April O. Jacobs. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah my my character was Illuminata M. Justice. Yeah, AKA I uh, am. My Justice. character wore a lot of yellow, uh, mm-hmm. just just to uh, <laughs> annoy Amelia. Ryan doesn't a little bit. care about me. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, you don't. 
I don't. I don't. But I do love you, and I, 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 I only do it in jest. It's true. It's true. Out of love. Um. Yeah, that was a really interesting one. I was. I was. Um. I love the investigative nature of it. I yeah. love that. Um. Unlike Call of Cthulhu, you are not necessarily going up against like this big otherworldly horror. Yeah. Like it is not necessarily this cosmic horror. It's like you are you are investigating these small little pieces because it's a very yes. bureaucratic organization. Mm-hmm. Um is the thing that we loved about the character sheets is that they do look like a government form. They do. Um, which is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um they really kind of went all in on some of the aesthetics of mm-hmm. this game too. So yeah. I really loved it. It kind of took a lot of the things that I didn't like about Call of Cthulhu and, right. and fixed some of them. Yeah, I think one of my favorite parts about this series actually was our discussion about the sanity mechanics, too. Yes, we had uh, a great discussion about that. Yeah, because we, we weren't able to really dive into that with the Call of Cthulhu uh, system because we're we're kind of focused on going through like the Like introducing creation. the system to begin with. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so it was really great that Justin was able to kind of join us for this discussion of, like, the sanity mechanics, the... The, the kind of gross uh, history behind utilizing the terminology that's being utilized, that sort of stuff. Um, and, and like, we don't have solutions for right. it. We're not um, professionals. But it, was, it was really nice to like discuss it in sort of a nuanced way. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the discussions I've seen about it in the past have been on Twitter, which is not a great way to have discourse about nuanced things in 280 yeah, characters. Not really. Um, and so it was really nice to kind of, pick apart that sort of like here's what they were going for here's how i like to use it here's Mm -hmm. you know ways that you could potentially improve it here's here's why people have a problem with it yep um yeah it was it was a really great discussion i'm excited that we got the chance to dig into some of that absolutely uh we're getting close to the end of the year now with november Mm -hmm. uh we covered a sleep away uh with my friend nicole trainer uh, we, th- this is a game by Jay Dragon that it's, it feels so different than a lot of games, which is pretty easy to say about a lot of Jay's games. It's true. Honestly. Um, and, and this is a game where you play camp counselors trying to protect your kids from this supernatural threat called the Lindworm that mm-hmm. you don't know much about. Yeah, this game had a really, uh, a really unique marriage between this sort of wholesome, like, yes, summer camp vibe where we like made these kids, and it's like you get attached to your campers and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. But like, oh, also this lurking horror and yeah, the crows in the forest and the you know like and, the old and witch. Anybody and- can die at any moment, and. Yeah. It's so brutal. Like, it's a belonging outside of belonging game. So there's no dice, uh, no game masters, of course, the no dice, no masters thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it really cuts deep on those moves, especially when you're getting into the the hard moves that give you your tokens and whatnot. Some of those are just so brutal. Um, Yeah. It's it's ripe for emotional like interactions but also like like really sweet interactions at the same time right and and that was the part that just like it 
that's the part to me that felt the most unique about it is yeah. that it was very easy at one point to be like, oh, this is like a wholesome, sweet game. And then it was also like, oh, by the way, the lindworm. Uh-huh. And and you sort of snap back and you're like, oh, yeah, right. There's right. this lurking horror. And I, my job is to protect the campers, not from normal yeah. teenage angst necessarily, but from this outside creeping force. Yeah, it, it honestly feels like that's like the perfect way to play a horror game is to have this real sweet stuff like mm-hmm. juxtaposed against like extreme existential horror. Yeah, that dichotomy I think really heightens mm-hmm. the horror. Absolutely. Um, because it it feels so foreign. Like you you really do kind of forget about it so that when it's there it feels much more impactful. Absolutely. Yeah, um, so uh, I made I, soliloquy the crafter. Yep. Um who kind of, you know, does some magic um and but mm-hmm. also you know runs the the arts and crafts um y- your magic was like omens right yes yeah um and and a thing that we kept landing on was this this importance of honesty uh-huh um and and so like the way that the omens worked had to do with with some of that honesty yes. and you know the strength of them and, and things like that it was really really interesting the way we kept landing on these these same themes over and over again mm-hmm. too um you played margaret hyphen james margaret hyphen james yep uh margaret james smith uh the song leader uh she was this uh she's this uh just she loves to sing she loves to to play music and she's her power of song is able to do things like hold things at bay while you're singing or calm everybody down mm-hmm. when we're all singing a group song together stuff like that right yeah. and like the the different things that you can do with that with these moves is just phenomenal like yeah. I, I can imagine some real tense situations like oh well things are encroaching time to pull out my song that keeps everything at bay while i'm singing and i hope there's enough verses to make it out of this alive yeah it was um it's intense it was intense and there was like you had been a crafter and yeah. you know chose to not pursue that magic mm-hmm. um which is interesting too yeah. so there There's was a lot of like interconnectedness too um at our our LARP, our renaissance fair yes. larp camp very yeah. delete again yeah we made our camp a larp camp yeah uh, just because we could, it wasn't in the rules to like define what sort of camp you had, but like it just felt not. right. It felt yeah. right. Um, but it had to take place in the woods. It has to take place with a lake nearby. Uh, right. There's like a few things that you have to have. Yeah, there's like this lake, this field, this yeah. Yep. Um, but then, and like, I know when you we talked to, to add... Nicole at the beginning, and I said, like, what kind of camp is it? And, yeah. and she was like, Oh, I've never. You know, picked anything that wasn't just like basic summer camp, yeah. you know, like cabins and hiking and, you mm-hmm. know, and I was like, well, there's other types, you know, like, let's. Yeah, let's make it yeah. fun. Let's make it fun. So we we leaned into our nonsense and made it a LARP camp. We did. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, I was thinking Sleepaway, perfect in between October, December, because October's spooky, December's cozy. Let's do something that's both. And it turned out to be kind of right on target, I think. It was. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Um, For our cozy game for December, we chose to finally yep. <laughs> cover Ryutama. It's one that was on our list from the very beginning. Yep. People have suggested it 
many times. Um, and four and a half years in, we were like, well, let's, let's do it. Do it. Well, finally, let's do it. Yep. Uh, our guest was Amber Seeger, uh, who was uh, who is the the host of Tabletop Babble, uh, mm-hmm. as well as uh, part of the uh, Shape Shift podcast, I believe it is. Um, and that one is also using uh, Ryutama um, for its actual play. And this was a really interesting experience. I don't think we've ever had an experience like this going through a game before. Yeah, so it was a, this was a game that I was not super excited to cover yeah. um, because it's it's just not my thing. Like, cozy, sweet, you know, it's like I, I didn't necessarily love Mouse Guard and we did that one because it was just, like, not my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been on the list. Um, and so it was like, okay, fine. Yes. And you, you could hear it in that first episode, me, like, kind of steadily getting more interested in it and being like, yes. okay, like, I like these mechanics. Yep. I can get into it. And then that excitement just kind of dropping off as we went through the character creation process. Yeah, because the 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 actual process of doing character creation was um it it was an older game from 2007 and got translated I think verbatim in 2015 from the original Japanese into English. And the it, it, was, it, it was frustrating. Just a little frustrating. Right. And um I still I can see the gameplay being fun. I can see, like, once you get to the game, things will be fun. But the process of getting there was like, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do or what I'm not supposed to do at this point. And I think by the end, I didn't feel particularly tied to or passionate about my character. Yeah. um, Which is the thing that, we we look for in mm-hmm. in character creation and and almost always end up there yes um because of you know the process and you know certainly that depends on the game and it depends on the guests mm-hmm. um and and what we're able to come up with in that process but this was one that it was like i'm just not yeah feeling I, I, it like nothing about the character or the choices that we made or anything like that made me like Excited to put those things together. I, th- I think it's because we it, it was a game that requires collaborative world building, but it doesn't have you do that first. And it right. doesn't even have it doesn't even say you have to do collaborative world building. It just says make your characters and then you can just make play. And yeah. then during play, you can create villages, you can create your world, create right. NPCs for all these places, etc. But, like, if we had more time and we created a couple of villages and created the world, maybe even beforehand um, or during. Yeah, I think if we had done the world building beforehand. And this is, you know, the same thing we kind of ran across with our, our D&D thing is that, like, by making these characters, we have already made decisions about the world. Yeah. But, like, they were not cohesive decisions and we came out of it and and we really had to kind of like find a way to shoehorn my character in with the other things that you had done like you know your two characters kind of had this like easy connection with you being a patron of the arts and and that kind of stuff and mine was just like also Amelia's here (laughs) (laughs) Amelia wants to make new colors 
And right. And I, we were I able to was... kind of do that, but even by the end, it still felt really forced. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and I can see how the the trio would work in an actual right. game, right? And yeah. I can see us uh, you know, working together to complete each of our goals and whatnot. But as we've discussed in the past, that is not a thing the game did for us. Exactly. Yeah. That so um I it got so close. I think Ryotama is like, you know, inches away from really phenomenal character creation and world building for a really phenomenal experience, but it's just not quite there from a before play standpoint. Um, but from what everybody says when you're playing. It's, it's a great. lot of fun, and it sounds like fun. It's downtime the RPG, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think downtime is one of the most interesting points of playing things like Dungeons & Dragons because you're, you're taking a break from extreme adventure to decompress a bit. And and that is always the thing that I tell people about D and D. They're like, but in my game, we had this great moment, and we had, a, and I was like, and that was your table. Yeah, that had nothing to do with you playing D and D. Exactly. Other than to refresh your things, you needed to have that down. Like other than D and D requiring you to have that downtime, the game mechanics did nothing to like promote that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, like it's you could play it just fine without that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like Ryutama is, is very much the opposite of that of like what are you doing yep. in that downtime when you're in the village and, and stuff like that but yeah I just didn't feel I didn't come away the way I do in a lot of our character creations where it's like yeah. dang I wish I could play these characters I was just like yep. oh, I made something it's fine but the discussion episode was phenomenal yeah um, we got to have a really great discussion about character sheets and accessibility and mm-hmm. one of the things that I talk about very frequently in games um the fact that at character creation is the first touch point most of us have mm-hmm. with the game and you know the way that sex sets expectations yes um and we got to that question of like how does it set expectations for play and it was like it doesn't it just mm-hmm. it just doesn't right it has nothing to do with right. gameplay. It's yeah, it's hard, uh, and I I think it was just a matter of not having the time to fully dive into it, right? And right, but the thing was like fully dive into it meant play the game exactly, and that's not what we do exactly. And there are so many games where we've come away being excited mm-hmm. to play the game, like even on games where I'm kind of like, eh, um, is like at least I'm I'm married to this character and I, mm-hmm. I want to do that, and it we just didn't, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a very strange series, but like, you know, I'm, I'm glad we did it. And I'm glad we got the opportunity to to like yeah. do some of that. You know, we have our series with Jeff and John where we're like, this game's terrible. I hate it. Um, but we knew that going into it. Exactly. And, you know, then the other ones where we're like really excited about things. And it was it was interesting to have one that we were kind of like lukewarm on. Yeah. And it's one of those like I might want to play it because I've heard good things, but mm-hmm. it wasn't anything the game did for me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was all of our series, those 12 series, uh, for 2022. We also had five spotlight episodes throughout the year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and these are nice little bonus, uh, episodes that, that really, uh, just get to the heart of character creation in the games that we mm-hmm. cover. Um, so, uh, the first spotlight that we covered in the year, 
Um, Amelia wasn't able to make it to, unfortunately, but uh, we covered uh, Deimos Academy with Austin Taylor and Amanda Call. Uh, so this was uh, this was a, a game uh, by Banana Chan, and uh, it basically covers uh, like going to a high school reunion, like years down the line. And your high school happened to be a boarding school that's basically haunted. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. oh, oh, and the fun, the fun part is like, like, that's great. But then like every character that you make has superpowers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, by the way, you all have superpowers. And right. uh, so I, so I created Arthur, who was a telekinetic um, and his powers came about um, when, like, somebody was drowning or something like that. He he pulled them in onto shore, and uh, and then left or something because he was scared by his own power or something like that. I can't remember. Like, it has something to do with you have to you have to do uh, these fears. You have to select fears, and like those fears come into play throughout the academy but basically the whole thing is is you get invited to this reunion but like it's the shadiest of reasons like come to the reunion and we're gonna hand out money to one of the selected people and it's like yeah wasn't there something about like ghosts or like so there's there's like ghosts in a library or something yeah so I I had to listen to it to make the art for it and I don't really (laughs) like kind of like vaguely remember yeah it was it was a very interesting game um and the the whole thing is it plays with paper dolls and stickers Mm -hmm. so like you you dress these dolls in like various things and you put the paper dolls in the rooms within the book and you role play with the physical objects of of the game itself which is really fascinating yeah um but the whole point of the game is to explore this uh this boarding school and kind of uncover the secrets of what the heck is going on like there's no way they would invite us all here to give us all money that feels right. weird, right? Yeah. So, like, we had to figure out what was going on, why we were the ones invited, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, so, basically, a spooky game uh, with a lot of mystery involved and mm-hmm. some really interesting, unique mechanics that I haven't really seen before. Yeah. But then we got to Yazabas. 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 Bed and breakfast. Yeah, this was an interesting one because we, we did get to cover it with with Jay. Yeah, uh, we, we talked about it with designer Jay Dragon and Lily J. Harris, one of the artists. Mm-hmm. And this one didn't have character creation. No, this one, it was very interesting because it was like, I, why, why did we pick this one? Right. Because um, it doesn't have character creation. You pick characters and you sort of play this chapter chapters in you know and so like yeah. you could potentially play a different character of every chapter or you mm-hmm. can pick which chapters you play um because it tells you who shows up yeah in each of those yes this one was interesting because it was just very different from what we've normally done it was a really interesting game and i'm, I'm glad we got to cover it because yeah. it was so different and it was so outside of what we normally do mm-hmm. I know I know the character that I chose I for the c- scenario that we picked was uh the angel. 
I forget yes. his name, but uh, it was this just bi- li- a literal, like biblical, biblically angel. accurate angel. Yeah. Yeah. It was just phenomenal. Uh, and, yeah. Like there's so many different characters that you can play in this game, which is kind of another uh, reason we wanted to cover it is like they've got a list of 40 some odd characters that you choose right. from to play these scenes. And each scene has like a, a couple characters that are going to be in the scene. And then you can pile on extra characters on top right. of that in most cases. And and then you just play through in this like weird mystical bed and breakfast that's like mm-hmm. super mundane but also magical, right. uh, run by a witch that hates romance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very very interesting. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that one. Yeah, it was. Um, it's a it was very good so game, unique. though. Yeah. Hundred percent. Definitely. Um. After that, we got to cover a game that I was very, very excited about. Um, I had sort of an advanced copy of this one uh, because Ben had asked me to write um, kind of a review of it for the Kickstarter. Right. Um, (laughs) He wanted like a couple sentences and I think I wrote like three paragraphs. Uh And I was like, use what you want. Um, (laughs) And so this this was broken by uh, Ben Wallace, Mm -hmm. who we've had on the the show before on our um, evolution cast about romance and games. Yep. Um, and this is a game about playing the process of a breakup. Yes. And the central mechanic of this game is you pick objects kind of related to this relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you break them yeah. as, as part of play. And, um, you know, one of the reasons that he had asked me to to do the review is because I've I've been through a divorce, mm-hmm. um, and I have to say, like, it just I cried reading it, mm-hmm. um, and I I made notes on it as I was reading, it, and one of my notes on there is, "Oh my God, Ben, you monster, you monster, <laughs> you monster." Uh-huh. Um, it was one of the most visceral and cathartic uh-huh. mechanics. I have ever seen. Yes. Um, you and I got the chance to actually play this game, we and we did. Can, we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, what that experience felt mm-hmm. like. Um, but we had Ben on because I really wanted to cover this for an evolution cast before I went to Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, and so we did as we did with our Starcrossed uh game. We did groups. We did groups. Yep. Um, groups of two. Yes. So, do you want to talk a little bit about the ones we made? Yeah, so uh, so I made Bubble Gumdrop, uh, your quintessential magical girl, uh, and uh, paired with your Lady Darkness, uh, and we had gotten married, so eventually you were Lady Darkness Gumdrop. Oh, right, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Lady Darkness Gumdrop. Because you wanted to take, uh, you wanted to take my last name, mm-hmm. um, and, and you were your quintessential Darkness. necromancer. Of course, right? So this was the magical girl necromancer, enemies to lovers uh, sort of storyline. And mm-hmm. eventually we we had to break up because that's the conceit of the game, right? Um, so we created this, this couple that had been through a lot in the past, reconciled, and fell in love with one another. And now we're breaking up for who knows what reason. But like just some of the things like that we put in there like you had 
some good items that you were going to be breaking. Uh, and- yes, because we we kind of um, tried to pick a few things that we would we would maybe do. Yeah. Um. Oof. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really good. I don't want to spoil it too much if you haven't heard that one, but really, it it hits to your heart. Like the there's two options for the stuff that you can break in this game. It's either mm-hmm. you can make up whatever you want and write it down on like a popsicle stick, and then that stick represents that object in this fictional yeah. world, or you can use real objects that you get like from a thrift store or old stuff you have that you don't mind breaking and 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 kind of fit those real objects in with your story. Yeah, I kind of make a story based on on what things you you pick yeah. out. Yeah. Um so each scene that you play is based on a memory mm-hmm. kind of around that. Um every scene will begin with one character recalling something positive from the relationship using the words Remember when blank. Mm-hmm. The other person will then serve a reminder, giving a twist a complication to the memory using the words, but you forgot about blank. Yeah. Um, and, and then you kind of role play out this scene. Yes. Um, and the, the goal of each scene is that one person becomes disenchanted. Yeah. With the situation. With, um, with like a particular trait. That right. they liked about the other person. Yes. Like I yeah. used, and then you say, I used to think this about you. Yeah. Before you break the object. Right. And, and one of the things that I really liked about it and a note that I, I made in my, in my reading of it is that I like that it really challenges the, the sort of like, I hate you version of breakups. Right. It really forces you to think about the nuance of a breakup and to sort of have empathy mm-hmm. for the situation because you're saying, you know, remember this happy memory? Yeah. And then like, here's how it kind of went wrong. Yep. Um, so you're, you're forced to remember that there were good things there mm-hmm. um, and to have, you know, empathy for the other person and, and acting out the ways that the viewpoints of a situation can really differ. Yeah. And, and the ways that people change over the course of a relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Oh boy! I know. <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about it later. We will. Uh, um, so, so what characters did you and Ben make then? Um, we made these really kind of mundane characters. We made these customs agents in this in this space situation. Mm-hmm. Um, ben made a character named Alex Jordan. I made Cressida Wilson. Alex got this promotion mm-hmm. that I really wanted, um, and and felt that I was kind of qualified for, and so that 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 kind of started to, to tear us apart. Yeah. And this, you know, like the changing power dynamic of yeah. that relationship. Um, and so that was an interesting one to play out because it was just like a very normal yeah. situation. In in a somewhat, you know, not normal circumstance. So space custom. Yeah, agents. I mean, yeah, we did we did pick sort of a different genre, but we played out a but, very yeah. m- mundane relationship situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is very different from what you two did. <laughs> yep. So so I wanted to pull from one of the games that I made um, about playing Highlander Immortals. Uh, and uh, Ben and I did Highlander Immortals mm-hmm. in a relationship over hundreds of years. Yes. 
Um, so we were able to pull objects throughout the centuries, uh, which was just such a fascinating concept that like our relationship lasted multiple lifetimes mm-hmm. before we would break up. And uh, so I, I played Isabella Mano and uh, and Ben was Cristaldo uh, Mano, I believe. And then like it's just these two immortals that that like fell in love throughout time and mm-hmm. oh, so good. Yeah. Like Like the thought of like the heartbreak of one relationship for one lifetime was a lot, but like you add Ted. 10 to 20 lifetimes worth of right. uh of history with somebody mm-hmm. and that's just wild to think about yeah and yeah. what would what would cause those two people to to eventually break apart right right yeah this was a oh boy yeah a gut punch of a game uh-huh absolutely uh similarly um uh-huh. in this sort of weird relationship breakup drama um uh-huh. we covered a game called i have the high ground by just levine and seda yep this was so much fun we ended up having to break this one into two episodes because we we went on so long Ugh, it was so good though you it's basically playing out in kind of that anakin obi-wan situation yes but you are doing everything up to that final duel yep um, and in fact, whoever ends up starving the duel loses. Yep. And it was, it was really fantastic. Yeah. So we, we made a pair and, and Justin Seda made a pair. Mm-hmm. Ours was, of course, Magical Girl Necromancer. Yes. We, we had been on a Magical Girl team. Yep. Originally. Um, and fell in love and, you mm-hmm. know. But you had been sort of corrupted. Yes. And one of the things with this game is that you have to choose the stakes. Yeah. And so we decided that we wanted end of the world. All the stakes. way to 11. Crank it All up. the way. Right. Um, and, and Justin Seda played these, these two space pilots that were just constantly trying to one-up each other. Yeah. And have a karaoke competition in a bar on uh-huh. a Wednesday afternoon. Yep. Um, so they picked like the lowest of the low stakes. Uh-huh. And that was a really fun juxtaposition it to kind of so talk good. about. Um, ours was this like epic back and forth yeah. over this iridescent volcano. Uh-huh. Um and just, just fantastic. I, I really loved these characters that we came up with because, like, I I was the corrupted one, and you were the the one that was like still like pure and good, and right? Whatnot. Which is different uh, than normal. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Because I I was originally Princess Sapphire, and then after becoming corrupted, became Princess Obsidian, mm-hmm. and and you were Princess Opal, uh, yes. which has that that iridescent sort of uh, motif. Mm-hmm built into yeah. it which is fantastic yes yeah like um it was it was yeah these like huge high stakes you know last minute like you know if if i'm defeated it it means the end of the world i think it was end um, of the universe like right, yeah. like i was yeah. trying you had this orb of darkness right right because because you you knew that 
like if you use it right, it's fine. But like I said, you have to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So I was trying my hardest to take it and destroy it. And but if I that would have like, happened. If you had destroyed it, it released that Yeah, destroying it right? would destroy the universe. But I didn't know that. I thought right. destroying it was the only way to save the universe. But the orb was the thing corrupting me. Right. Yeah. So like, it, you know, it was kind of like the wandering sort of. Uh, right. Yeah. Thing. And it was just this like intense, like emotional thing of like, I you know, cared about you and I had watched you slowly become this different person. And, you know, you felt like I was trying, like you were doing the right thing and I was trying to stop you. And there was that resentment. Um, On the other hand, we had Justin Seda who (laughs) were just like these sort of rivals and kind of like pretending like they didn't like each other, but constantly trying to one up each other. Yeah, because they Um, really liked each other and they wouldn't admit it. Right, right. And so they decide that they're going to have this karaoke battle yeah. in this space bar. Um, and, you know, it was to the point where, like, one of them was bringing their own microphone and trying to, like, move the chairs to have the perfect acoustics. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, the, the bar staff just hated them. Um, <laughs> you know, so it was this really, really petty thing. Um, yeah. So we, got, we really got to show the depth and breadth of things in that game. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, that so much like, fun. Um, you know, theirs was very much enemies to lovers and ours was lovers to enemies. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, um, and, I, and I loved that one And it so could have gone both ways, right? The, right? the story that we had going could have been like, you save me and bring me back and then I have to deal with all the bad stuff I did as Princess Ocividian or I win and goodbye everything. Right. right. But we would never find that out because that's not the point. It's not the point the of the game. Like, know. even if we did a full playthrough of this game, that's not what you find out. It's right up you to You find that out point. what happens just before that first strike of the battle. Right. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It was so good. Rebels of the Outlaw Waste. <laughs> um, we covered with Banana Chan and Michael Addison, who are the designers. Yep. Um. <laughs> This one you you play um, in this sort of like post-apocalyptic kind of like Mad Max sort of situation. Yeah. Um, But it has a lot of world building involved in the character creation, which obviously we Mm -hmm. were excited about. Yeah. We picked something where like you had to kind of pick what your apocalypse was, like what had happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And we decided Y2K. Y2K. Which I was really excited about it because you were like, I'm thinking... And I was like, oh, I really like, I know what I want. Um, and then you said Y2K. And I was like, yes, because that was also what I wanted. Uh, and so we like leaned full into this concept that the world had ended in oh, 1999. Yeah. yeah. And we we built this world that was like, you know, everybody was known by their old AIM screen names. Yep. The city of St. Louis was this like big you know, hub. Yeah. And money was based on Tamagotchis. Yep. <laughs> and like, however long your Tamagotchi had lived and yeah. how healthy it was, you know, made it worth more. And so, and so this evil corporation was doing Tamagotchi farming. Yeah. So like people would have safety within the corporation's walls versus all the existential stuff that's outside of the walls, mm-hmm. but they would have to work farming Tamagotchis to get them to a level 100 to make them both worth more 
And secretly, they were trying to find the golden Tamagotchi, uh, which would which would unlock something to be determined or something. Yeah. 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 Um, And I think we finally figured out that like one of the characters, um, uh, I think it was Banana Chan's character was Mm -hmm. a cyborg who was also part Tamagotchi. And Mm. we think we think that character was actually the golden Tamagotchi once, once uh, to the proper level. Right. Yeah. So like um, I, I made uh, Luna Moonhaven uh, mm-hmm. who is basically a punk rock sailor moon cat person with wings is how I described it. As, as one does. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like a totally normal. Yeah. But it's interesting because, like, when you're doing character creation in this, you blend things together to create your look and whatnot. And like, right, right. So you had to pick two. Yeah. Um, yeah, two things to kind of blend together. Yeah. To so there's like look. some interesting genre blending going on within this game, uh, which which really kind of just taking a couple prompts and how do they blend, like really unlocks some some really phenomenal creativity i think right and we each blended our own so like each character got to pick these two yeah things for their look so i made uh my character was sellout 48 mm-hmm. um because again based on our aim screen names and so i really wanted to bring in my ska vibes <laughs> um, so you know of course based on that classic real big fish hit yeah um and i i picked cosmonaut and halloween as my combination of looks so my character wore this like daft punk style helmet um but also had this floor length cape yeah um yeah and i picked the the bookworm is my is my calling so it was you know i was kind of a a nerdy like you know uh, i i knew the encyclopedia britannica back to front (laughs) um that was another really fun one. Was we did ahead of their Kickstarter. Yeah, it was it um, was a really fun game. Um, I I think it would be a, a lot of fun to play. Uh, depending on the scenarios that you want to throw in there, it can really change how the game plays, uh, mm-hmm. and your goals and whatnot. But, um, I I thought that uh, it was it was another game by Banana Chan that, um, who's just a brilliant designer and yeah. Pretty much any anything uh, banana, anything you want to throw at us, we'll be like, you know, that's yes. fine. Let's let's cover it because let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just phenomenal. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it for 2022. We did have our Q and A episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A three part series of answering like. 51 questions or something like that. I can't even remember how many questions we answered. It was, it was, it was enough that we had to do three episodes. Yeah, I know, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if we can do that every year, but it's, uh, it's definitely uh, some of those milestones. We'll just uh, throw out some more requests for questions and, and just tackle them. And, and I think it would be a lot of fun to do another time. I yeah, we hadn't done it since our like year one yeah recap. So we decided to do it for four years. Yeah. Um and it was yeah, it was really interesting to see how we'd grown and changed and yeah. uh, we got a chance to really talk about a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that we don't normally get to talk about. So that was really cool. Absolutely. Um 
yeah, 2022 was a big year for us. It yeah. was it was really enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. We got to cover a lot of great games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 12, 13, 14, 15. So 17 different 17 games. 17 games. Wow. 17 games this yeah. year. And that's not including the couple of games that we did on our Patreon. Right, um, right. And uh, so there's a few other games behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we can go into next episode, but uh, goodness, it was it, it was a good year. Uh, a lot of great games, a lot of interesting experiences during uh, recording, and a, a lot of fun stuff that we did and kind of figured out about the podcast itself too along the way. Right. So yeah, we learned a lot about ourselves and our style and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. So it was exciting. Absolutely. Um, so that's all we have for these first couple of episodes. Uh, stay tuned for the next one where we're going to go over kind of our, our favorite moments of the year and yeah. uh, and and talk about some cool stuff that we did and and some of the some more behind the scenes stuff as well. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see you then. Call to action. Yeah, like that. Normally, this is the part where Ryan and I banter back and forth about all the stuff we talked about in the episode. Um, I will say this was so much fun going back and looking at everything that we covered in 2022 because I had honestly forgotten about so much of it. And it just felt great to go through and see all of the cool stuff that we made. Um I'm really excited for all of you to hear next week's episode uh, because there's a lot of really fun discussion about the stuff that we covered, kind of our feelings on it, some of our favorites. Um, it's it's really good. We had so much fun doing this, and I kind of hope that it's something that we keep doing in years to come. Uh, our announcements now. Um your favorite podcast and mine, Mr. Peaches, is not doing well. Um, at the time that I am recording this on January 4th, it uh, he doesn't have long. Um, they have an appointment on Friday to put him to sleep. Um, he's not been eating well. He's lost a lot of weight, um, and it seems like he has a mass somewhere in his intestines. Um He is 17, and he has been Ryan's recording companion through our years of making this podcast, and I know that this is a really tough time for Ryan. Um, If you would like to help out with the costs of his final care, you can find Ryan's PayPal at paypal.me slash lordneptune. I know that any help that any of you are able to provide would absolutely mean the world to Ryan and his family. Um, Mr. Peaches has lived a happy life with lots of snuggles, and I know yesterday they were watching Sailor Moon together, so that's great, but it's, it's always a really tough thing to go through, and Mr. Peaches is... He's a staple of our podcast, honestly, and it's going to be, it's going to be tough. So any help that any of you are willing to provide really would mean so much to Ryan and again, like I said, to his family too. We are working on putting out a newsletter. I'm still kind of figuring out the behind the scenes 
stuff on how to distribute it. Um, we're looking at a couple different options and I feel like we picked one, but I don't remember which one because I didn't write it down. Um, I also am going to try and figure out exactly how to get information, sign up information from anybody who would like a copy. And so as soon as we have a way for you to do that, we will let you know and we'll put a link in the show notes. I'm really hoping that by next week I will have an official answer for that. Um, but you can also stay tuned. I will put the info on our Twitter, hopefully our Instagram. Um, obviously, I will definitely put it on our Discord. So if you're not a member of that, please, please join us. Um, it is a really fun group of people and uh, pretty active, actually, too. You can find that at discord.charactercreationcast.com if you'd like to join um, but stay tuned and I'll have more info on how you can subscribe to our newsletter. In addition to signing up for that, you could also sign up for our Patreon. All patrons get access to our bonus chit chat episodes, um, which is really just Ryan and I sitting down and having a weekly chat as friends. We have talked about everything from vaccines, um, the eventual fall of capitalism, whether bottled soda or fountain soda is better, the dubious history of Green Bay Packers quarterbacks, Midwestern accents. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to. We, we do talk a lot about our frustrations with health insurance also. Um, but it's, it's just kind of a fun, friendly chat where Ryan and I catch up every week, but we record it and put it out to all of you. So if you kind of want a way to get to know us a little bit better or you just want to listen to my favorite genre of podcasts friends talking about stuff um, you can join our patreon and get a weekly episode of that beyond that you could also sign up for one of our higher tiers and you get early access to episodes um, bonus episodes that you won't hear on our regular feed um, also monthly zoom chats that we hang out with our patrons for like an hour and a half once a month and it's so much fun we have such great conversations so if you want to find any of that you can find that at patreon.com slash character creation cast one of the other things that we do obviously is we get to thank all of the people that have supported us there we're really grateful to everybody that has helped us out we've been doing our patreon for like a little over six months now i think and we are just so excited for all of the support that we've gotten so far. It helps us afford making the show. We are over halfway to our goal of covering the cost so that we can kind of break even on making this. And that means so much to us. So without further ado, I get to read all the thank yous today. <laughs> uh, first patron ever, Lieutenant, thank you so much for your support. DJG, aka Tigranosaurus, former guest. We appreciate your support. Thank you. Eric Bontz. You shouldn't have, but we're really glad you did. Thank you, Matt Newton, for your support. It brings us so much joy. Thanks, Shadim Cabal. We are so glad to have you backing us. Thank you to Daryl Holiday II. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you to the Shyest Barbarian. We could not have so much fun in our Discord or our monthly chats without you. You bring so much light to our, our little group. Benjamin Sweeney, thank you so much. 
We appreciate your support, Lorcan McGinnis. Thank you. We are really glad to have you here, Rob Fletcher. Thank you for supporting us. Kevin Brown. Thanks. Thank you to my favorite name ever, Tentacle Duck. We are so glad to have John Adamus. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for everything that you have done for us as podcasters and everything you've done for me as my friend also. Um, And thank you to A3 Sketchpad. We are so glad to have you backing us as well. And thank you, of course, to all of our future patrons. We really do appreciate it. If you are interested in helping us in a way that does not cost any money, you can always leave us a rating or review. Um, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Facebook, or leaving a rating on Spotify. You can't leave a review there, but you can click some stars. Every one of those reviews helps people find our show. I know that every podcast says that, but it really does make it come up sooner in the search results. And when people look at it, they're like, oh, this sounds like a great podcast. Um, And also it just makes us feel really good because I like knowing that real people are listening to the show and that you're not all just like the numbers on our dashboard. It always feels kind of weird to see names and actual thoughts from people rather than just like an abstract concept of an audience. So we would really love if you could help us out with that and just make us feel good. That is all I have for today's episode. You can join us next time. We are going to talk about what we loved, what we're looking forward to, and best of all, I make Ryan choose a favorite child. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Stay safe, drink some water, snuggle your pets, or snuggle a stranger's pet if you're desperate, and keep making those amazing people. We'll see you next time. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Character Creation Cast is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts, this show, and even our press kit. Character Creation Cast can be found on Twitter at CreationCast or on our Discord server at discord.charactercreationcast.com. I'm one of your hosts, Amelia Antrim, and I can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning or on my other podcast, Garbage of the Five Rings. Our other host, Ryan Bolter, can be found on Twitter at LordNeptune or online at LordNeptune.com. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast it originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. Our main theme music is Hero Remix by Steve Combs and is used with a Creative Commons license. This podcast is owned by us under Creative Commons. This episode was edited by the absolutely fantastic Ryan Bolter. Further information for the game system used in today's guests can also be found in the show notes. If you'd like to support our show, find us on Patreon. Get access to bonus episodes, extra outtakes, and much, much more at patreon.com slash character creation cast. Thanks for joining us. And remember, 
We find the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We'll see you next time. In the universe of Star Wall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No King system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.